All right, let's get stuck into it then. So Hawks Bay is where all eyes will be in New Zealand for racing on these shores. And joining us first up on the program, we'll speak to Joe Doyle a little bit later on, so stick around for that. But first up is Bevan Sweeney. Bevan, great to speak to you. How's things? Oh, they're really good, uh, boys. Uh, really looking forward to tomorrow. There's real momentum around the industry, and tomorrow will be another point of interest uh, with what's happening at the Bay, what's happening across the Tasman. Uh, Trackside Premier kicks off uh, tomorrow on TVNZ as well, Sky Pop-Up Channel. Uh, so it'll be a massive day of coverage. I don't think racing uh, will be in front of more eyes than it will be on Saturday than it has been for a very long time. For sure, Bevan, uh, welcome. That came on the middle day of the carnival. Looks like it's well and truly uh, not going to turn up tomorrow. Should be a near-perfect surface at Hawke's Bay. Yeah, I looked through the forecast when we were doing the form Thursday, but it went 21, 22, 24 and fine. So uh, that track should firm up to an absolute perfect uh, condition. And look, if you're good enough, you should be winning tomorrow. Thought we'd start looking at Dan's race, race five, and a couple of very progressive horses, in my opinion, Adam I Am and Channel Surfer. Could you separate them? Well, the money's saying Adam I Am. They took the patient approach with this horse, and uh, look at Julie delivered it, matter, matter, and put them away by an absolute margin. Channel Surfer won day number two on the off-track conditions, I think purely on class. They really do uh, stand out in this particular race. I think draws are probably key. Adam I Am uh, is drawn uh, inside. It has been awkwardly away, so that might cause an issue. I think the professionalism of General Surfer should see him in the first half of the field under an informed uh, Joe Doyle. So they're the clear top two selections. I think myself, I'd say Channel Surf is probably the one with the runs on the board to suggest his price is a little bit uh, overs, but the money has come for the three. I'm not counting out Pops of Goosey. I really do like this horse's preparation, which I think it's really furnished nicely uh, for Lisa Ladder. Jay Riddell's in the saddle. Chase Tone, Channel Surfer, and I really like it on the better track conditions uh, at a price. But, yeah, they're two very sharp ones in race five, the one and three. One of the features, uh, Bevan, is the Valley Divine Restaurant Spring Sprint. Good enough field to hear one that'll be really interesting for our Australian listeners is Max Schnell back from Sydney town, but romancing the moon, the one the punters have come for. Oh, well, she's a living classic winner, and she returned to the races at Taupo, and she just jumped her ran, and albeit green was too good uh, in a sharp enough sort of race. But she's got the right draw to put herself right in the mix again. And but she looks as though she's come back as a four-year-old mare as uh, a, a horse that's going to be in the best of company. Uh, Matt Chanel, yes, you go back through his runs. Uh, Rosehall ran with in recent times when I was sick. From an inside gate with Craig Grills aboard, you'd imagine he's right in the mix. And he gets in with a, a very good weight of 55 kilos uh, for him. Apostry was really good from last uh, on day number one. The one I'll be keeping a close eye on is another of Lisa Ladders, not of the head. I thought he was really good behind Old Town Road. I thought he was very good on day number on day number one uh, behind Fashion Shoot. Uh, the draw's a little bit of niggle uh, here for Joe, but he has been riding fantastically. Gets him with 53 kilos, third up. There's a sense of timing there. And to be honest, I was a bit surprised. Spring Tide was put out at, like, he's $25, $26. He was only two lengths off skew with. I know it wait for age, so he has to carry the 59, giving a fair bit of weight away. Uh, but he's he's a very sharp uh, horse, and I think he'll get away with one on better track conditions, Butcher. Yeah, there's one at the bottom, and colours you know well, Christopher and Susanna Grace's colours. Pukatero, mm. don't give that one up. It's a very, very smart mare. Righto, race number seven. Uh, thought that the local Rockburn might be just hard enough to beat res- after that resuming run. 
this is a hot race. Uh, review this one uh, throughout the next week or so because you'll find plenty of winners coming out of this race. Look, it's that strong that I'm going to be price-driven in my collection, and I went with a, a horse called Eparima. Uh This is a horse who's a track and distance winner at the end of last preparation. Slow way to Awapuni, just blew out the last 100 metres, uh, and behind Idyllic, who's a speed machine. I think Guy Larry's got this uh, horse spot on for tomorrow from a good gate. Uh, Jonathan Parks rides, uh, so should be right in the mix. I do really rate this horse. I think it'll be fantastically uh, advantaged by the better track conditions. Uh, its price is where I'm at. It's $12. I think that's outstanding. Mr. Bully T, very smart horse. Opie Bolson on board, good gate. It'd be no surprise if that horse was to get across the top of him. It can really finish hard. And Rockburn, yes, it was eye-catching behind a smart one. And Jimmy Starr, who is now over the ditch, I understand. Has to carry 60, middling sort of gate. Scrapper Adela Board is always an assist. Expect it to be right in the mix, but we might have missed the winner here. Uh, Butch, uh, Platinum 66 was great. It fresh up, PPR his ability. This is a real race to be following with interest going forward over the next month or so. Mm, great start to the quaddy. Righto, the feature, the favourite, uh, Mustang Valley. She was so good on the middle day on a track that suited. She's going to get a better track, as you said. It's probably going to get back into the good range. Uh, her record on better tracks, she's only well, she's only placed once of nine on a good track, which has got to be a concern, but she is high class. Yeah, she's absolute class, and that's the fact that we'll see her in a lot of bets in the punter of the year, which, of course, is uh, again on Saturday at Hastings. Yeah, the track conditions are a slight worry. The draw's not, the jockey's not, the trainer's not, and you, you add in that class factor, you say, well, there's no reason why she can't, apart from uh, the track conditions, which brings it back to the field. If this was a rain-affected track, I think she'd probably win uh, for fun, as she did last season. But the one I'm going to go with is Pearl of Alsace. I think this horse has been uh, trained to the minute. It's avoided the bay through its first couple of runs. Ruakaka, well, it just got so far off them, went down half a length. It only just got there at Tarapa, uh, but I think there was a lot of improvement in the source, and I don't think it was suited by the track conditions. I, I think she'll really improve into her performance on Saturday. Yes, uh, 2,040 metres might be a question mark for her, but she's drawn to get a, a lot of cover from the, the ace, so she should get a soft trip. Just always thought she had a, a fair amount of class, and at 420, I'm happy to, happy to take a chance. Uh, ladies, man, well, that'll be a, a telling day for Alan Sherrick and the ownership group there, whether they head to Australia. But he's going well. Uh, the track conditions, again, he's got a great record. Uh, three from five on good track conditions. I remember that one at Tarapa. Suggested that he is right up there with the best of them. The Fibrillate, he's a good staying horse. Uh, Tom's ticking was eye-catching in uh, day number one. So there's some nice new stars coming into this race. Uh, but I'll go with Pearl of Alsace, Valley with a, a touch of class, and don't count out ladies' man in the future. Righto, race number nine, the second to last of the quaddy. Didn't know which way to go this uh, race. Very uh, speedy customer in number 10, Idyllic. Very, very quick, Butcher. There's no doubt, even from the 10 gut, this horse will be leading. Uh, this is a step up, like it won a 65 at the 1100 metres last time, but... Uh, not the quality uh, that it faced uh, that day into Saturday. Gate's going to be a niggle. Less all pressure will certainly be positive. There's only one way to ride that particular horse. So if it's getting tired the last uh, 100 metres or so, there's a few that will be flashing. I think Candle's one of those. Just missed behind Duncan Creek last time. Uh, she's got an exceptional turn of foot when right. She needs cover if she gets that one quick look at them. She can get across the top of them. 
and my old girlfriend, she's a catch with Opie Boston aboard. She hasn't won as many races as I thought she would, but if she gets it absolutely right, she'll be right in the mix as well. Mickey Hoodle has a nice meal there and express yourself as well. But it's not idyllic. I think Guy Larry might be in for a great day at the Bay on Saturday. Right, the last, the Intain New Zealand punter of the year premiere. There'll be desperate punting going on on this <laughs> race to try and win the competition. What do they need to be on, you reckon? Oh, now this is a this is a trick race in my opinion. You've got uh, Polygon uh, returning to the races after being over in the ATC Oaks. Uh, she does uh, have a record fresh. I've always thought fairly only was a nice horse, and uh, whether the track conditions will suit uh, that. Yeah, there's a good race in here as well. Duncan Creek for our very own uh, Patrick Campbell. He got the win last time. Uh, he is a, a nice horse as well. Syndicato is the one that really interests me. Coming back from the open handicap, he was beaten three and a half uh, on track conditions that uh, clearly did not suit him. We know he's a good horse. Uh, he has been across the ditch. He's come back. Royden's uh, got a nice team around him. His price just interests me, but uh, look, there's a host of winners, uh, or potential winners rather, in this particular race. So if you're in the punter of the year, I think if you, like, this is the sort of race, if you're in the punter of the year, which are, there's a few spots you can spread a little bit of money and take the whole competition out because the winner is not uh, clear cut. But maybe Syndicato, Duncan Creek's a, a really nice horse, Ferry Leone for Josh Shaw has also got a, a lot of ability. But yeah, it's not an easy way for those fellows and fellas to get out in the punter of the year race number 10 tomorrow. No, it's sure not. And like everyone, you'll have an opinion on the Everest, and it is. Oh, look, I'm with the company. Uh, I have to stick with the <laughs> I just think um, if I say the wrong We all like getting paid. We all like getting paid, Bevan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I've got the cap. I'll have the jacket. Don't you worry about that. But, uh, look, I'm hopeful. And, and why not, Butch? Everyone's talking yeah. about an inside draw. But, hey, you'd rather draw inside than the car park, wouldn't you? And, um, look, he used an inside draw at his most recent start. He posied up. He came across fields. He got a split. And he just blew out the last little bit. So why not from an inside draw? I'm sure they'll be going hammer and tong, so they're going to spread out a bit. I think he'll get his opportunity. And, yeah, I think the whole nation will have their fingers crossed uh, tomorrow afternoon that he can get the job done. And that'll be a massive thrill for everyone who's jumped on the bandwagon, which we all hope they would and they have. And it's really positive for us all. Yeah, sure is. Thanks for your time. We'll catch up tomorrow. At, we'll catch up at the Bay. Look forward to it. Well, I'd love to see you there, Butch, and uh, look forward to what should be a massive day for the industry tomorrow.